Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment for this week is Shanti. Let's practice being the Bodhisattva buffalo when confronted by challenging people and circumstances. Practice restraint while encountering situations and people that trigger you. Practice letting the mud settle before acting or speaking from identification. Take refuge with the recorder instead. If you do get triggered, practice having patience for yourself. Practice not going to self-hate. Do the two-handed recording with the person who finds the circumstance difficult and allow them to be embraced in compassion. With conscious awareness, practice moving towards what causes you to suffer. If you normally resist or avoid something difficult, practice embracing your warrior energy as you open to see how the situation can transform you by transcending ego. Drop any voice that criticizes your spiritual progress. Remembers, remember Pooh's wise words. Rivers know this. There is no hurry. We shall get there someday. As always, R.L. Right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, good morning. This is Eleanor. Hey, Eleanor. Hi, Sherry. What you seeing? Um, well, I just saw this right before the call, so um, perfect. I am reframing, so I'm looking at what constitutes a challenging time in life. <laughs> And and ego would like it, to, you know, has ideas about how horrendous challenging times are. And the time I'm in right now is a big transition um, time, and it's really challenging for me. It's much easier just to mm. stay in a tight schedule and do what you're supposed to do. And I realized that I'm <laughs> in this office. It's not all like, you know, the lottie die. This is challenging, and this is work, and, and it's something I can approach in that way, um, I guess. Yes. It, well, it's practice, right? Exactly, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're you're really having to bring uh, conscious awareness to it. There's no. I think I don't know about you, but it seems to me that one of the reasons just doing what you're supposed to do is so <laughs> popular is that we don't have to be present for it. But when we're doing something new and different, we do have to pay really close attention. And ego hates that. That's true. That's absolutely true. And um, so, yeah. And of course, it has a lot of stories about how wonderful the past was. And oh, that same <laughs> past that it just beat you bloody over because you yeah. never actually met the standard. That one. That was same one exactly. So. Um, <laughs> But, but there's some insight in there into what I can see, you know. The big drop-in I had yeah. yesterday, so I just quit a very active job where I saw half the world, it felt like, every day coming in to talk one-on-one with me. And I did practice through it, so it was a real blessing for me. But mm-hmm. now, um, it dropped in yesterday, it was, it was during the call, I think, it, that he said, you know, no, anyway, it was that I really do like people. <laughs> and my whole uh-huh. adult life has been spent Oh no, we don't want to be with people. We like trees, we like animals, and and people are horrendous. And now it's tell. Now I really think I do enjoy. Um, I do like people. I do care for all kinds of different people. That's kind of where it came out. Was how open I am to. Anyway, so that was kind of shocking. Um, 
inside. Well, Eleanor, Eleanor, what <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do, what we don't okay. want to do is believe what it says. <laughs> no matter what it is. No matter what it is, because what you're pointing at so perfectly is it's the world of opposites. Yeah. So exactly. while you're having to be around all of these different kinds of people all day long every day, you really don't like that. You really prefer to be with animals and out in the woods, and you really don't like that. Now that you can be with animals and out in the woods all day long, it really, it really wants you to believe that you miss being with all kinds of people. Isn't yeah, that, a, it's just, that is absolutely it's so amazing. Opposite, opposite, yeah. Opposite, opposite, whatever it's saying. You know, if we could get the hang of that, <laughs> Just yeah. just that one principle, whatever that conversation is, is in my head, what, is, what I need to be looking at is the opposite right. of that. Right. Okay. Because that is probably much closer to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the fun part of it is that it, it's got both of those as opposites for you. Right, because you're probably not spending all day in the woods with animals, nor are you spending all day with people. So, so you know, you 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 really miss the people, but you're also not out in the woods with the animals. So, Eleanor, whichever way you turn, you lose, which yeah. is exactly Good. where ego wants us. Yep. Yes. Okay. So it's, I look. This is practice. This is just, this is, I, it's I see practice. It. I see it, whatever. Yeah. It brings it's a up. retreat. It's a retreat. It brings up whatever's next is whatever. And to remember that part of the uh, reading about um, no negativity about, or judgment on my practice. That's, that's, that's really old. Important. That's critical, yeah. isn't it? It so, is. So, you know, one other thing before I let you go. So you've done a lot of retreats, right? And you know how retreats go. You know, you get up in the morning and you have the this, and then the, and there's that. And they're pretty scheduled, right? At 9, you're there, and at 10, you're there, and 11, and, you know, we do things all day long. And that's just how retreat is. And we look forward to it, and we enjoy it, even if it sometimes, you know, it's pesky or the, uh, you know, <laughs> the thing we're supposed to be focused on is not uh, something ego likes. And we can approach every day of our lives that way. So it's, it's, uh, it's 9 o'clock. Okay, what's going on right now? What is this workshop? And as we do that, we can chunk it down even smaller, right, into 15-minute segments or 5-minute or huh, the present moment. Okay, what is this workshop? What is this workshop? What is this workshop? Okay, what is this workshop? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and, and ego came in with a big critique about my scheduling as well at that point. So maybe something to look at too. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> remembering, remembering that whatever you do, it's going to critique it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yep. Thank you. What yep. would I do? I, Thank you, Eleanor. Helped me so much to see just to see that in itself is just a lifelong um, venture. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Go happy. All right. right. Bye-bye. Go happy. Bye. Thanks, Eleanor. Jerry, what I heard in that is, uh, it's, I think, something you said yesterday about how infinitely kind life is to offer us all of the circumstances that we need to practice with. So when we think we're 
you know, it, we have gotten this one down, there's the next one. So from structure to a lack of structure is a big transition. And then we have to find everything that, and we have to find, we, 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 we encounter everything we have to encounter in order to be with a lack of structure or to be in a transition. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I, uh, what I just saw when you said that is, uh, where we, we start attending to life's structure. That's right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's nothing willy-nilly about life. You know? it's, no. it's it, it seems really always to be on a little program. Yeah, and it has such a, such a phenomenal uh, order. Yes, order, that's, yes. Yeah, that's the perfect word. Uh, e- egos want uh, schedules and structures until they have them, which then they don't want them as we established, uh, but life has order. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mm. here's our next nice. caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Rebecca. Calling hey, Rebecca. from, actually, from Angel's Camp right now, but the monastery usually. Um, yeah, this is a beautiful, beautiful assignment. Um, to me, it gives it gives words to expression to uh, a trait that I've I've recognized but had never really been able to express it as this as shanti, and um, and the trait you know in 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 my own self I've often referred to it as being able to take a hit, you know that forbearance is the word and the and the key to that though is the recognition that it's ever only ego that's taking the hit not the authentic human being it's in that recognition that willingness to as Rumi said uh, when the when the rug is being beaten the blows aren't against the rug but the dust in it you know Mm. so that to me is just such a amazing and needed quality for for practice Mm, yeah, it, that, it's so beautifully stated. It's precisely that. That forbearance is, uh, is the experience of, or the quality of, uh, of letting ego take the hit, right? Yeah. It's that, uh, okay, I'm, I, it, I, it's, not about, it's not the rug that's being beaten, it's the dust that's being beaten out of the rug, and that comprehension that I am willingly putting myself into this process Yes. Uh, yes. And taking and bearing, therefore, the mm-hmm. forbearance, whatever is unfolding within it. Yes. Yes. And the prize, the reward, is the sweetness that comes when we reckon. When you know how, when, you know. So when you take a hit, when when ego takes a hit, it does. You know, once it once the head stops spinning and you kind of realize, okay, what's going on. There is this profound sweetness of the recognition of the ego dust being blown away, mm-hmm. and oh, and and I, and you know, and your your comments just a minute ago about the order of life um, mm. brought up the um, the workshop I've been in as I was I was just recently traveling and. Um, oh my gosh, the, uh, the the workshop of seeing my family, and I have a, a grandson who is of the age, a little bitty little toddler who is in the process, you know, about three years old, who's, you know, who 
is in a temper tantrum kind of phase. Wants what he wants when he wants it. And I got to recognize that same quality in his mother. And then I got to recognize that same quality in me. Mm. And the owning the projection, um, talk about the patience, you know, of waiting, of, of growing up. Of, you know, someday we'll all get there, we'll all grow up, you know. Mm. And I just got to see, uh, I just got to see the whole thing in its perfect order, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's so many things in, in, in that, Rebecca, and reframing a little bit is it's so much not about, it, 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 it's not about growing up someday, right? It's growing up in the moment of recognizing the universality of, the ego, of egocentricity that's in all of us. Mm-hmm. In every moment that I recognize that and allow it to, uh, allow it, not feed it, right? Not give it yes. attention, not become that which wants what it wants immediately. And to satisfy that ego place is when I grow up. And so, yeah. to, to, yes, the, the structures of life are, uh, are something we can rest in. And therefore, that order, that structure of awakening that implies being the rug that has to get beaten in order to, in order to have that sweet felicity of being, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, is an order of awakening. It's an order, It's a process. Nobody can. You have to go through it. That's the yes. order we surrender to. And, yes. Right. And so there's that. It's the recognition of how life is that allows us to be in alignment with life. The Silla, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I surrender to the process because there is a wisdom in it that is way beyond me. And every time I recognize the me is the opportunity to surrender to that process. Yes, I so appreciate that reframe because what just dropped in was, um, you know, within this workshop towards the end of my trip, what I got to, and and through recording and listening with the two-handed recording, I might add, is the compassion. And to me, what you just said about, you know, it's the moment. It's not a timeline of when we grow up. It's in the moment. And, and just accessing that deep compassion for all, you know. I mean, and in that, well, that I, you know, and I saw kids throwing temper tantrums everywhere, in the airport, in the, you know, well, in the airport. And, you know, it, it's just, it was everywhere. And I got to practice that place you know of just compassion and that it to me is i think the embodiment of that reframe you know Mm -hmm. patience to see that Mm -hmm. everybody has the the same seeds of egocentricity and everybody's in the process of waking up from it and therefore if i that since i recognize it in me i and i don't go to self-hate right which is what we're practicing then i can recognize it in another and not go to judgment or exactly. whatever else I would go to. And in that process, we don't give in to ego, whether it's in the temper tantrum phase of wanting what I want or in the judgment phase of, of perpetuating the separation. Exactly. Mm. So, well, thank you so much. This is really a powerful uh, assignment, uh, particularly for where I am, I think, right now. So I just am really very grateful. 
Thanks. Thanks, Rebecca. That was a that was a wonderful uh, conversation. We're just uh, uh, ha- having a, let's see uh, prioritizing or respecting or whatever the word is that I want uh, the patience mm-hmm. and humility mm-hmm. uh, to to know that yeah we're the rug but we are full of dust and I <laughs> you were talking about I thought stupid dust. That's mm-hmm. where the stupid dust resides mm-hmm. that we all run into, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what just has to be pounded out of us. Mm-hmm. We're not going to drop it willingly. We can't. That's right. It just has to be <laughs> pounded out of us. Mm. Well, and there's such a lovely, um, there's a humor in that process, right, Sherry? Because life mm-hmm. is life. I mean, the, the fact that mm-hmm. life constructed a beating in order to realize itself is a cosmic joke. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Y- yes, exactly. And, and when we get on the side of, yeah, I'm not the dust, and mm-hmm. I don't want the dust. You know, I want to be the best rug uh, that, that it's possible for this rug to be, then I'm on the side of, come on. You know, yeah, it, it, the other roomy one uh, was the one about the um, chickpeas. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and real... Can you just do a line or two on that for anybody who doesn't know that one? Well, I think it's the the chickpea that jumps out of the the pot into the pot and complains about being beaten uh, by the cook and the and the spoon and the ladle and the the notion is that we're being seasoned for something so for for the garden, right? And uh, something yeah. grander. Yeah. Yes. This is our this this is our destiny, and we're being. Uh, we're, we're being molded into something uh, that is our grand potential. Yeah. Yeah. It's an honor. Yes. It's not a punishment. Yes, and we, when we ask, why are you doing this? The response is uh, to remember what the process is, to, to, to what mm-hmm. Rebecca was pointing at. There is an order and method to this awakening structure. Submit to it because mm-hmm. you won't surrender on your own the structure no. is required for your surrender. Yeah. 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 We know that. Mm. We, we spend a, a, lot, a lot, most of us spend a lot of time before that <laughs> began to dawn on us. Yeah. <laughs> we, there was a lot of fighting and misery. Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is uh, Lauren out here in Mountain Ranch. Hey, Lauren. What are you seeing? Well, um, it, uh, I'm seeing that as this, uh, as a year-long progresses, that recorder is lighter and lighter and easier and easier oh. to pick up. But what I Isn't saw yesterday... Isn't that something? Or, yeah. Lauren, maybe you're getting stronger and stronger. That, that's a great way to look at it. So um, we don't I know. was sorting something, a, a whole bunch of things, apples yesterday, into small, medium and large, and I didn't plug in the music, and I'm sorting them, and I noticed that I'm just, I'm inside, and I thought, inside mm. my, my head, and it's, it's not pleasant, it's not unpleasant, it's just I noticed that um, I'm inside, and then all of a sudden it occurs to me to move, because the, the, the chore was so um, repetitive, 
it occurs to me to move my attention completely outside myself into the sorting of the apples, into the room, in, out of my head. And mm. I don't know why that just seemed like such a big realization that, oh. I, that I could do a repetitive task, not be involved in my head, and not run away. Oh, well, I think you can trust your you can trust your intuition on this one. It's it's huge. It, it's kind of everything, right? Because what you're describing is the difference between being caught in ego and conditioned mind and the misery of that, and being with life in expanded awareness. I totally felt that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exactly what was going on. And and what word would you use for that? Um, you know, I, I didn't want to give it a word because I, I wasn't sure if, you know, it was such a battle to not stay, to go suck up in my head and then to move back out. Uh-huh. So I... I uh-huh. um, Did you enjoy the process? Yes, yes. I immediately wrote it down on a piece of newspaper that presence for me at that moment was outside of myself. Yes. Do you know, Lauren, do you know the Alan Watts quote that we're so fond of in this practice about religion isn't thinking about God while you're peeling potatoes. Religion is peeling potatoes while you're peeling potatoes. Yeah. No, I didn't know That's that. it, right? Okay. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I was I yeah. just wanted to share that because um you know, as a as a newcomer and uh m- more recently as a recorder user, I just feel like um it's really helping me um not uh it, the recorder is helping me recognize ego oh, because yes. I record really uh, beautiful, supportive things. And when beautiful, supportive things don't aren't in my head, I can see them quicker. Yes. And, Lauren, you can see why people resist that recorder so viciously. Well, right? I, because I, when, I, yeah. when identified with ego... That's the last thing ego wants a person to do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it feels yeah. good, Sherry. Oh, it does, it does, it does. And aren't apples beautiful, whether they're small, medium, or large? Aren't they gorgeous, and don't they feel wonderful in your hand? And they don't smell good, them? too. And so. they smell good, too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you both so much. <laughs> Karen. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for that. All righty. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks, Lauren. You know, Sherry, it's amazing how uh, the most profound of insights stem from the experience, and they all sound the same. Lauren could have been quoting any mystic in that, yes. in that place of yes. uh, presence is outside of myself. I mean, it utter gibberish if you just say it like that. But 
for, for, the, for those of us who've had that experience or can move to that place, it is just so absolutely a perfect definition. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Alan Watts was just more famous. That's why we probably <laughs> won't right. run across <laughs> <Although> <laughs> Lauren's name on that exactly, same quote. Exactly. Or well, we might have to quote her. Here yeah. <laughs> Next caller, you're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Carol in San Francisco. Hey, Carol. Good morning. Uh, so I uh, thought I was doing a workshop on patients yesterday. I um, ended up working four hours longer than I planned to and just thought, well, okay, this is uncomfortable and all those things, but I'm going to overcome, I'm going to transcend suffering. And um, so I thought I was in a workshop about that, you know, like looking at suffering, letting go of suffering and trying to be in acceptance. But I think instead what I was doing was um, being self-sacrificial and uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So make, let me make sure I'm tracking, Carol, that, you, that what you are aware of, it, you were willing to be in a workshop around patience, but what, you, what the attention was, it sounds like, is on the process of being someone in a workshop around transcending suffering. Yeah, I right? think. I, I, I'm going to be I mean, the good right person who's going to have a workshop on transcending suffering. Was that your experience? Well, well, I think so, yeah, now that you put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the focus was on I, I would, self-sacrifice. Well, it wasn't on that. I didn't, I didn't know it was. I thought I was, I thought I was um, being patient because next, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. And it, it felt orchestrated, you know, how sometimes mm-hmm. things line up. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so I was kind of battling between, oh, I hate this, this is too much, uh, battling with, and then switching quickly to, okay, I'm here to end suffering. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. It, so, and, so, so, Carol, are you saying, so there was an oscillation that you were aware of between uh, an identification of not wanting to, uh, to do this or you hate it to, wait a second, a redirect to, well, let me recall what I'm actually doing. I'm not, I'm not hating this. I'm here, I'm here to be here with it. Yes, but it would oscillate back and forth really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I see was that um, I was believing that everything that was coming was urgent, and really very little of it was urgent, let alone an emergency. But when I'm, when I'm identified with ego, I no longer can prioritize because everything's urgent. Mm-hmm. And that's because I'm believing that, um, uh, let's see, the not enough stuff was coming up. Okay, you got to work a little later than you wanted to, so you've got to pay the price now. And then, um, and then I, I start to slip down into, um, I start being driven by guilt and um, a lie of inadequacy, thinking I'm being patient but really just being a fixer and trying, I actually, what do you call it? stewarding somebody else, other people's egos, mm. rather than, you know, 
bearing the discomfort of somebody being unhappy with me saying no. Mm. Well, it sounds like, Carol, that you did a fabulous process map in the workshop. After, afterwards. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, afterwards. But in order to be able Not to... Not during it. About, well, in order... So two things about that. One is that in order to be able to do a fabulous process map, you have to be with everything that you're going through, right? Otherwise, you won't know that this is what the voice said, and this is the part of this process, and this is the part of the next process, and this is what happens next. So there's perfect recollection of a process of suffering only when you're present throughout the suffering. Uh-huh. Right? That's true. Right? Even and if so, even if identified and stuck in it, then yes. like this morning to wake up and say, oh, wait, that wasn't about patience. That was about um, putting up with stuff, uh-huh. you know, because of the, the beliefs, the unexamined beliefs that were going on. I should, I owe them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or it wasn't a patience. Or to reframe it so that ego, it's not ego that's narrating it. You could say there was a tremendous amount of awareness in, in that workshop where perhaps the lesson in the workshop was simply to be able to chart my process with such absolute clarity. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Right? Other than, rather than get a beat up like, oh, you just got walked over and, you know, look at how this, it, it's better to see the clarity of it, yeah. Well, and you might want and to stick that as the last part of the process map because when we bring such a level of conscious awareness to anything, and we watch ourselves, within quotes, go through a, a process of suffering, it's information for us. It might not feel, within quotes, good, but there is tremendous compassion. I mean, there's tremendous awareness through that process. There's tremendous presence through that process, and we don't want conditioning to take that away, take the merit of being beaten by the, by being beaten, the dust being beaten out of us as the rug, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and sort of forfeit the sweetness, right? Because you've got to see something about how conditioning works you. And mm. that is an important uh, training in practice. Because until you know okay. what that is, you can't choose something else. So the first step in anything is to track your, pro- your process. And you did superbly. Okay, okay. Yeah, I saw that it's easier to bear my own discomfort than other people's. And so that's a lot to see. Yes, and that's all ego. That's all within the conditioned system. So I am, I'm learning to identify when I'm identified and then redirect my attention. But I want to know everything about the identification because otherwise how do I know I'm identified? Right, okay, that's, that's the point right there. Yes, and what we don't want to believe is that process of awareness while we're being beaten is, is a picnic. <laughs> right? Okay. Get, when the ego is beaten out, I mean, when the dust is beaten out of the rug, the rug does feel the blow, right? It's not a, a la-di-da experience. It's a crucible of awakening, and it feels like that. So that doesn't mean a lack mm. of presence. It means just conscious awareness to the process of uh, ego being seen for what it is. Oh, that's really important. So the, 
the discomfort of having the rug being beaten doesn't mean that there's something wrong. Bingo, you said it much more eloquently than I did. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Take care, In fact, we could say it means there's something right. Yes, it's the forbearance that Rebecca started us off with, which is that's the process. Yeah. That is the process I'm surrendering to. That's right, and I'm the awareness that is aware that ego is really having a miserable time here. You know, the other thing, I know we're out of time, but the other thing that Carol said that I want to underline because it's so important for all of us is how ego gets us urgent. Mm. You know, urgent, busy, pressured, so much. Because when we're in that state, it's really hard for us to uh, see what's going on. Mm. So that's just, that's, one of ego's primary tactics is to get us in that urgent, pressured, uh, kind of semi-frantic state of trying to do the right thing. It can really pull the strings on us. Mm. Well, thank you, Carol, and thank you, Sherry, and thank you, everybody. That brings us to the end. Thank you, everybody. Go happy.